Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. What an honor it is to come in across your radios and airways and be able to share this time, this study of songs in the night of the Book of Psalms. With me, as always, is my friend Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie, where are you at today? Where in the world do we find you today? Well, good morning, Doug. You find me in the lower part of the United States at Southland Christian Camp. Praise God. And what's, <laughs> what's bringing you down there to... One of my favorite places, Southland Christian Camp. We just finished up at one of my other favorite places, Camp mm-hmm. Joy. So what brings you down to Southland? So I am actually getting ready um, when we're recording this, getting ready to start um, the first of two ladies retreats wow. down here. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Well, I'm excited for you. So I, I'm coming to everybody from home. So we landed late Monday night. We actually left Stephanie and the kids Monday afternoon. Got in late Monday night, so we're home, and and uh, so it's good to it's good to be sitting at my own dining room table with my own podcast set up, and we're wiring Stephanie through. Now, a couple disclaimers that we should give everybody is that uh, the sound quality coming out of Southland Christian Camp, uh, Stephanie found a quiet hallway on top of a gymnasium. Just a hint of an echo going on there, but there's no noise around her at all. So uh, we're going to go ahead and go forward with that. And and we got this segment, the Norton Knuckleheaded Moment. And uh, boy, that Norton Knuckleheaded Moment will get to you. And uh, so we, we remember that we're trying to give you information that will keep you from being a knucklehead. So, Stephanie, right. with that in mind, I think it's your turn. You might be a knucklehead if... You might be a knucklehead if you have a leadership position in a church and you coddle and um, enable someone who's a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah. You should probably be, if you're doing that, if you're in a leader position. You're knucklehead squared. Yeah. You're knuckle, you're, you're boneheaded. It's, it's to a new level. And, uh, <laughs> and you probably deserve the death penalty. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's just the way I feel. If you know, if you're going to hurt people, hurt kids, hurt ladies, whatever, if you're going to hurt anybody and you're still in the membership or somehow hooked up with our church, I think this is just Doug speaking, but I think it's biblical. I believe, uh, that you probably should be executed. That's just the way <laughs> I feel about it. I mean, some may Got say, it. yeah, yeah. So well, what you, Jesus put it that it'd be better a millstone be hung around your neck and you'd be thrown into the deepest part of the sea. And maybe we should do that so. as a punishment. You know, anybody mm-hmm. that gets proven to be a pedophile or a sexual molester or something like that, we get to throw a stone around their neck and throw them in the ocean. Mm-hmm. In yeah. any church, this is this is what gets me. Any church yeah. that coddles someone like that, yeah, you're 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 despicable. If you and if you and if you hear. That the church you're going to has done something like that. Get out. Pack yep. the bags. Yeah. yeah. There's another church. You don't have to deal with pedophiles. Trust me. You don't have to deal with those who sexually assault people or condone it. 
because right. an absence or an omission of guilt and not letting people know is the same thing as mm-hmm. condoning that. And I don't care who you are, and I hope God uh, judges these people while they're here on earth so they get their hearts right and stop it and come clean. And yeah. uh, I don't believe you're qualified for the ministry if you're coddling nope. a sex offender. I'm just telling That's you right, right now. I You're no That's longer right. blameless, friend. I'm telling yeah. you that right now. There's no blame. and. Yeah. And so how do we transition on to books that are right with God from that? But uh, Wow. I think Quite we, easily, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to recommend a book today. So we're going to do, we'll do every other. So I'll recommend the book. Stephanie will do the knucklehead. Then I'll do the knucklehead. Then she'll do the book. I like Warren Worsby. And uh, I like his commentaries and stuff. Uh, is he straight down the line with me? I don't think there's anybody in the United States of America who's straight down the line with me uh, other than Debbie and probably Stephanie. But just knowing that, uh, I think Worsby has a really good uh, take on things. He makes the Bible seem easy, and uh, I really enjoy his commentaries and stuff. And right now I'm using his Bible exposition commentary. They call it the BE commentary. I love those. There's only like four of them. It's no in-depth thing, you know, but if you're studying something, I always look at them. So sitting in front of me right now are three commentaries I just looked at before we began this podcast, but I just wanted to say that I really like Worsby, and uh, I'm going to share a couple more with you. And Warren is in heaven now. He went to heaven, I believe, last year. Uh, I think he died of cancer. I'm not sure. But either way, if you think about it, pray for his family. Uh, He had a good testimony. So, Stephanie, we find ourselves in Psalm 143. Now, if I remember right, we only got about 150 Psalms. So we're we're quickly approaching the end of this. It seems like three-year study, you know, but it wasn't quite that long, but it was a long time, the best part of a year. And, uh, and here we are, we're cruising along and uh, we're in Psalm number 143 and it says here, my prayer, O Lord. So we know that this is David again. And uh, it's almost like a repentant is what Stephanie and I were just talking about as we read this. It's a time of repentance, it looks like. It says, Hear my prayer, O Lord, give ear to my supplications. In thy faithfulness, answer me, and in thy righteousness. And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy have persecuted my soul, he have smitten my life down to the ground, And he hath made me to dwell in the darkness of those that have long dead, have been long dead. Therefore, is my spirit overwhelmed within me? My heart within me is desolate. Boy, verse 3 messed me up a little bit. How many times do we do stupid stuff like that? My hand's up probably all the time. Therefore, is my spirit overwhelmed? Here we go again. This thing's beating me up, Stephanie, within me. My heart within me is desolate. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. Selah. I want to be sick, thirsting after the Lord today. Hear me speedily, O Lord, my spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be like unto them that go down into the pit. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning, for in thee do I trust. Cause me to know the way wherein I should walk. For I lift up uh, my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies. I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do thy will, for for thou art my God. My spirit is good. Lead me unto the land of uprightness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake. For thy righteous sake, bring my soul out of trouble. 
And of thy mercy, cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that afflict my soul. There's people out there, Stephanie, that were afflicting the prophet's soul, that were afflicting David's soul. And there's people out there that are afflicting those of us who listen to today, their souls. And what were you thinking as we went through that today, Stephanie? Well, you know, there's sometimes I think when I read some of these Psalms that I have to remind myself, God inspired this. Um, there's some very strong language um, that we would say, you know, put this in today's terms. We would say, oh, you know, it's not hyperbole. It's a bit exaggerated. It's a bit, David's being maybe a little bit dramatic. No, this is inspired. This psalm is. Yeah. And one of the things that stands out to me as I read through this psalm and, and go into it is, again, the heart the heart of David was one of utter dependence on God. When he, when he came to the Lord with this psalm, he's coming with a heart of humility, a coming with a broken heart, coming with an overwhelmed, um, betrayed heart. You know, he, he talks multiple times about his enemies and how evil they are, how they're treating him, and just how they're um, seeking to destroy him. Yeah. And David's coming humbly, thirsty, broken, seeking God's face. And I love at the end of verse one, how he says, in thy faithfulness, answer me and in thy righteousness. Yeah, and David, even in his broken state, he knew that, you know, he didn't have Jeremiah 33, three yet, but he was calling. He was calling unto God and he was looking to God to do those great and mighty things that he couldn't see except through the eye of faith. And I'm just reminded as we go into this psalm that God inspired this psalm. This, it's okay to come to God this way. It's okay to come and bring the tears. It's okay to come broken, humble, understanding that in me dwells no good thing, God, but because you're faithful, would you listen? Because you're faithful. Would you answer? And where even in the midst of David's brokenness, he's still praising God for being his God. And that's going into any trial, going through any trial, remembering that God is still God. And because he is faithful, we can come to him. Because he is faithful, we can call on him and say, God, because of who you are, answer me. Because of who you're, you know, what you've promised to me. Give me the answer that I'm looking for. Yeah. And that's okay to do that. That's what we see as we go into this psalm. That was where David was. Yeah, I, I think it's okay. I, I think it's recommended that you pray out to God. I I probably think like one of the commentaries I'm looking at uh, last night said that about David during this time is that he's probably running from Saul. And, and in that verse 3, you know, we think about the soldiers and stuff we left behind. And he's thinking about... And we think about all those we've left behind, Stephanie, and uh, in your life, those you've left behind, and and uh, those on the battlefield for Christ and His righteousness, and those on the battlefield with David, and and uh, we think he's running from Psalm, and he's talking about being persecuted and being in the dark, and you know, I think every commander probably I wasn't one, but I think every commander probably that lost a troop in battle can say, hey, I know what's going on there in Psalm one forty three. I, I get what David's doing right now, you know, and uh, for those people I, as I recruited for years, I was in the army, I trained people for years. And for those people you had come through that were, 
that just didn't make it. You know, they didn't make it through Afghanistan. They didn't make it through Iraq. Whatever the case may be, you wonder. You live in darkness with them. And you say, you know, what could I should have done? Boy, you've lived the should have, could have in your life, Stephanie. And I have a feeling that we're not the only ones who've lived the should have, could have. And, and let me just say this to you. And I, I know I've said it in, in podcasts, past podcasts. But, you know, the Lord knows the before and the after times of our habitation. And the Lord makes some decisions that I'm glad we don't have to make. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't want to make a decision on when I die. I wouldn't want to make a decision on when I go through and do things and when other people does that. And, and over in Acts in chapter 17, it does say that God knows when we're going to start and when we're going to stop breathing. And you know what always comes to my mind, Stephanie? I always think of this knucklehead Hezekiah. So we remember the story of Hezekiah. He was this guy who prayed, begged, pleaded, uh, you know, did everything he could to get God to give him 15 more years. And, um, and what did God do? He gave him 15 more years, right? Yeah. And then yeah. how did that knucklehead turn out? Well, I think Hezekiah became complacent. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I don't judge him. Because apart from God's grace, I'm no, I am no better than Hezekiah. Yeah. Um, in any way, shape, or form. But that's why we should have I, no power over that. <laughs> well, and I think when 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 God granted His desire and gave Him those 15 years, I don't think Hezekiah set out to become complacent. I don't think he set out to raise a Manasseh in those 15 years. Yeah. He didn't set out for that, and so um, I think that's very important to remember that just. You know, God, these Bible characters that we see, I mean, to me, Hezekiah was a man of faith. He was a man who saw God literally do miracles. Yeah. Um, saw God answer his prayer and, and wipe out the Assyrian army because of Hezekiah going before God in humility. And so I think, you know, we have cases like him where God heard his prayer, he heard his desire, and God gives us those good, bad examples, you know, to show us you're capable of the same thing. You're capable of failing the same way. And apart from God's grace and that daily moment by moment choice to stay close to the Lord, to be in his word, we have so much more truth at our disposal than Hezekiah had in his day. And to take advantage of that, to stay close to the Lord, you know, in, in um, verse two, David says, enter not into judgment with thy servant for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. Where none of us are justified by ourselves. Yeah. None of us are found righteous. And so to remember that every day that even as a saved person, that daily sanctification where God is daily, we're letting him change us. He wants to, he's there to do it. If we'll let him to daily change us more and more into the image of Christ, because otherwise we're all capable of going. And, you know, David, we think of what happened with him with Bathsheba, David, same thing as Hezekiah. He, he made that choice to get complacent and it resulted in him having lifelong scars and consequences. And so making that choice every day, we're all capable of it. God, yeah. You know, it's for us to say we're better than Hezekiah or David because in our flesh dwells no good thing. No and good so thing. it's, it's a, it's a daily fight. It's a daily um, choice 
that today, God, I'm going to serve you today. I want to stay close to you because the temptations are going to come. The fiery darts, the the evil thoughts, the evil um, fleshly, whatever it is, and your you know whatever your weakness is. Yeah. yeah, because Satan knows what our weaknesses are. He studies us. Um, he studies ways to destroy us, and so making that choice daily to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might is the only way to stay in that place of having a broken and contrite heart yeah. so that we will stay in a place of seeking God. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, and you know, at the end of six, we, boy, I stretch forth my mm-hmm. hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land, a land that needs rain. And that's where we need to be at. And I, I think that's what yeah. you were just talking about, Stephanie, but then mm-hmm. look at the change. Look at the dichotomy here. Hear me speedily. O Lord, my spirit faileth. And, and boy, you've got to be tuned in to know that your spirit is failing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't sit at, sit at home eating Cheetos and uh, watching NCIS and figure out your spirit is failing. I mean, I'm talking about there's a time of reflection and prayer. And there's, you know, in the middle of those ugly things in your life, you stop and you chronicle scripture and you pray and you say, oh, God, my spirit isn't where it's supposed to be. And maybe some of you are there right now. I know that I've been there. And the uh, last couple nights for me have included some fevers and some ugly drainage and all that yucky stuff. And I'll, I'll tell you, you find yourself in the middle of the night. And if you're not careful, the devil starts asking the questions instead of us reading scripture and, and getting the questions from God. And you start getting those questions. You're not worthy. You know that. You know what I'm saying? Every question begins yep. with a statement of our unfaithfulness or unworthiness yep. or the accuser of the brethren, ugliness, <laughs> no goodness. I mean, we could go on with all the nesses there, all the adjectives that mean bad. And, uh, and, and David just comes right out and says, I get that. Cause me mm-hmm. uh, to hear thy love and kindness. And, and you know, imagine saying something like that in verse number eight, you saying, God, cause me to hear you open my ears to hear you. And, uh, and of mercy, cut off mine enemies and destroy all them that will afflict my soul, for I am thy servant. And, uh, you know, I think I think we should pray through these verses. I think these yeah. verses mean yeah. so much. My spirit's no good, God. It's just not there. It's just not where it needs to be. And, and, and cause me, Lord, to get my spirit right. Cause me to get your love and kindness down. Remind me of everything you've already done for me and what you're going to do for me. I know Saul's after me. I know these things are going on in my life, but but cause me to understand the love and kindness here. Cause me yeah. when I see these dead bodies all around, or metaphorically, when I see these people being destroyed in churches and what Stephanie began with, people covering up pedophilia, people covering up uh, immorality, people covering those things up. In the midst of all this, Lord, destroy the enemies or at the very minimal expose them and remove them from positions where they can continue to hurt people. I think is how you started Stephanie with your knuckleheaded thing. And I think David's living there too. He's seeing these injustices. He's seeing this terribleness. He's seeing Saul trying to kill him. He's not making sense of what's going on in his life. And boy, that isn't that every one of us where we just can't make sense of what's going on right now. Yeah. Well, and, and I love, um, it, starting at verse seven, Doug, going through verse eleven, David has every every verse he asks God to do something. Verse seven, he says, "Hear me speedily, O Lord," and then he gives the reason. Verse eight, cause me to hear Thy loving kindness, and then the reason. 
verse 9, deliver me, O Lord. Verse 10, teach me to do thy will. And then verse um, verse 10 says that. But in verse 11, he says, God, give me life again. Yeah, yeah. Quicken and, everybody. And I think understanding that everything he asks up into that point is because the main purpose David was looking for God's deliverance. I think it's important to understand it wasn't, he wasn't looking for an easy life, but he was looking for a life where Jesus Christ, to put it in our day's terms, Jesus Christ was his center, was his focus, where serving him was what mattered to him. And part of coming to that point of being willing to say, God, I want life again, it's going to involve a, a level of dependence that in, that encompasses every realm of life and understanding that we're nothing. And if I, when I look through, through these verses, David understands that of him is nothing, but because of who Jesus is to him, because of who Jehovah God was to him, he can go on. And yeah. he ends this Psalm of brokenness with the reason being the reason he asked God to cut off his enemies, even and destroy his enemies is because God, I'm, I belong to you. Yeah. I'm your servant. And where that stays our focus and understand that even in the midst of a trial, even in the midst of betrayal, David knew what betrayal was all about. He knew what having a leader who was a corrupt, insane man was all about. Mm. And he prayed these prayers in faith and we have the rest of the story. We see how God answered David's prayers yeah. in vindicating him and taking care of Saul and taking care of um, those that went along with Saul. You know, if you if you understand the fact that there was people around Saul who wouldn't stand up to him, they were terrified of crossing him because they saw what Saul was doing to David. Saul made an example out of David so that the people around him would understand, you turn on me, you stand up to me, This is what, I'm going to try to kill you too. And so David knew what this life yeah. of abuse, of being around a narcissist was all about. And yet yeah. he didn't become bitter. He didn't become angry. Was he angry over the wickedness? Yes. And that's okay. Wickedness should anger us. Yep. But he took it to God. And he said, God, would you do these things? And would you give me life again, God? Would you keep my life abundant in who you are? Yeah. And coming to that point and, and living there. And that's what the Psalms are. They're, they're the psalmist living in that place, and we're blessed because of those decisions David made today. Yeah. And you're making an eternal impact. You have no idea the impact you're having on people around you when you make that choice, this choice David made. You know, there it is. Life is all about choices. Choices are made, you know, literally many times an hour. You mm -hmm. know, our waking hour, we make choices, and, and, and we have to... Uh, we have to make a choice right now, today. You know, are we going to go to God like David did and, and say, is there something wrong with my spirit, man? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a deficit here. I'm wiped out. These people are just trying to get me. I'm living in the dark. I'm living with the dead. I'm living with all these terrible things I've been through in my life. And, and what, what, is that, what is that verse, Stephanie? Let the dead bury the dead. And, uh, oh, man. And anyway, there's a there's a verse out there where the Lord reminds people, let the dead bury the dead. And and I'm not talking loved ones and stuff. I'm just talking about the devil will use everything he can against you for eternity. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Right up to the point where you die, and it's not eternity, but your your life here on earth. The devil has no dominion over you. You cannot be plucked out of God's hand, but he can certainly mess with you. Let me tell you that. That's theologically correct. The devil wants to ruin a saved sinner's life, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, don't let him do it. Don't let him do it. Hey, today, do something special, will you? Love somebody you haven't loved on in a while. Call somebody. Check on them. Uh, maybe make a phone call you haven't made in months. It may be worth your while. Uh, right now, Stephanie uh, knows somebody very special to her who's in the hospital, very ill. And this lady has given her life to serving God. And, you know, boy, if, if her kids had a chance to call her or she had a chance to call somebody again, and, boy, they'd do it. So let me tell you this today. Do whatever you can. Call people. Love on them. Hey, be like David. Recognize what's going on in your life. Write it down and pray to God about it. He'll fix it. Hey, we love you folks. We want to talk to you real soon. We're going to come back tomorrow, and we're going to start off here in Psalm 144. So we look forward to being with you again. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, You must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.